Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with, well, actually today, I'm not with my wonderful, intelligent, gorgeous, very hardworking Disney Parks loving wife and co-host Michelle. That's because unfortunately she's feeling a little under the weather. She's come down with a bit of a cold and she just wasn't quite feeling up to recording today. So unfortunately she won't be joining us for this portion of this show. However, luckily for everybody, because we all know she does the best research. She has the best lists. She asks the best questions. And she is your favorite host of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. She will be with us during the show. That's because we recorded the bulk of this episode earlier in the week. As of this, I'm recording this on Sunday, November 26th, 2023. What you're going to hear most of today, we recorded actually on Thanksgiving Day. So that was Thursday, November 23rd, 2023, and you're going to get to hear some great stuff from Michelle and our guest that joined us uh, for this episode. Speaking of Thanksgiving, we hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving, lots of great food, lots of good family, friend time. Hopefully it was that wonderful little hug that starts a holiday season for you. I know we had a fantastic time with ours. Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you'll find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We're on Twitter, even though Michelle would call it X, at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Also, we are on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Now, before we get into this week's episode, you know we always like to take a look back at the week that was because there are highs, there are lows, but we are the Disney podcast of positivity. So we like to focus on those positive moments from the week that was. We like to call it our favorite thing from this week. And normally we would start with Michelle because she'd normally be here and you know she does the best of everything. But I think we can kind of combo up on this one even though she is not with me today and talk about that our favorite thing from this week was that we had our family come in from California and visit us all week long. We did some wonderful things. We went out to Epcot for a day, had some other excursions. I know Michelle went out and did a kayak trip with some of them. We had them over for Thanksgiving, which was really nice. And we just had a wonderful, warm time catching up with them. We had not seen them in person since we moved from California. So you know, about a year and a half ago. So it was really good to have them around for a good portion of this week. And we had a, an amazing time. So that was definitely both of our favorite things from this week. So let's go on to this week's show. 
Not a ton of stuff outside of our main topic this week. I guess Disney decided to take the holiday weekend off, but I do have a couple stories for you. Uh, and that includes, we may know a little bit more about why there could be a fourth Frozen film. As you all know, hashtag real men love Frozen. We'll tell you a little bit about that. And the creator of some of our favorite Star Wars content reportedly has a new role. What could that be? I'll share that with you as well. But that's later. Let's get Michelle in here for our very Disney Park loving main topic of the week. Michelle, this is exciting. As we're recording this, it is Thanksgiving Day, and we are lucky enough to have our family here, all the way from California, visiting us in Florida. And it's even extra exciting because they've had some interesting experiences recently, right? Oh, absolutely. Things that were, you know, kind of jealous, (laughs) but definitely want to hear about. Yes, um, both. Locally here in Florida, they've right. done some things that we, maybe we have have done but have not done yet. Right. But also across the globe, there's some fascinating stuff that they've gotten to experience. Yeah, absolutely, right? absolutely. So, so here we are. Let's bring them on board. We have Chris, my cousin, and also my cousin Josh here. Welcome back to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. Thanks. We're happy to be back. Yeah. It's that third time here, I think. Maybe yeah, third or fourth yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you've been on a few times before. I know you got a lot of fan mail yeah. asking for us oh, to for come sure. back. For sure, yeah. So We've been like waiting for when you could, you know, get get to that <laughs> so, because people are, you know, the fans have spoken. So, <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Yes. I thought it was we as well. It makes me feel better. No. We'll yeah. Our three or four listeners. Our three or four <laughs> listeners were chomping at the bit to have Chris and Josh back on the air with us. Uh, no, this is exciting because one, like I said, they visit us in Florida this week and they've right. been hitting a lot of theme park experiences, yeah. some that we have not done yet right. so far this week. Um, but also what we really want to talk to them about is they got the chance to go all the way to Japan to mm-hmm. visit Tokyo Disney Sea. That no, crazy, right? Yeah. So tell us, a, let, let's go ahead and start with that. Let's go ahead and tell us a little bit about Tokyo Disney Sea. What were your experiences like? What were some of the best things that you hit up there and how does it compare with some of the, uh, maybe the U.S. parks? Right. Yeah, so um, Tokyo Disney Sea is really, a, I feel like a unique experience from the other Disney parks because it feels a lot more grand and spectacular and really uh, uh, just really nice to look at because the main, the main appeal for me when I was in the park was how visually striking everything was with mm. the the detail right. and yeah, and yeah, the pretty much that. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I agree. We really enjoyed it. It is a super cool park. Uh, we almost didn't go. I don't know if you remember Josh, but yeah. yeah. So we were in Japan. We were lucky enough to be in Japan for, for two weeks and we spent a week in Tokyo. Um, and we wanted to make sure we saw all of Tokyo. Uh, but then we had a, basically a day open. Yeah. An extra day. Yeah. And so the night before, I just looked online and thought, oh, how much are the tickets? And I think we got like $60 tickets. Wow. Because the, wow. the exchange rate is, is awesome. Is it really good right now? Awesome huh? right now. Wow, yeah. man. That's so awesome. you can do a lot in Japan, mm-hmm. uh, including going to Disney. Um, 
And so, yeah, we bought them the night before and then we took the, the train to the park um, and that was easy. Uh, and then it, it drops you off kind of a mile outside of the park, I think, right? And then do you yeah. want to talk about then the, the train to get there had uh, like the cool... Oh, yeah, it was cute because the, the handles for the, the sort of train to get there were, were shaped like uh, Mickey. Oh, so, my yeah. gosh. Well, train handles, you know, that yeah. you reach up and hold on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, that's um, so cool. Yeah. So we just, you know, took that little train uh, to the park. And we were in. It was super easy. Very cool. So I guess, I mean, one of my questions, I think you sort of answered it, but is it a park that you need to do a lot of prep research for? Or is it something you can just, you know, as a newbie, go in and really find things easy and enjoy it? Well, not really, because you don't need to do a whole lot of planning. It's it's more just something you experience, you know, at, like I said, uh, visually, mm-hmm. it's very it, it's very pleasant but um yeah it's a lot of just you know looking around and experiencing the some rides maybe and yeah just it's also pretty relaxing in the park i'd say wow so, yeah, yeah it, it kind of i agree it was relaxing it kind of felt like uh going to epcot or going to california uh-huh. adventure where mm. it's very wide open if you right. just you can ride there's great rides but yeah. if you just wanted to walk around and just kind of experience it visually right um that is awesome as well. So yeah, I don't think you had to do a lot of planning. Oh, of, cool! Uh, yeah. Booking right you know, restaurants, right, or researching and, which yeah, which way yeah. do we go and what rides are there and anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, very yeah. cool. So the train lets you off about a mile away. So the train, I assume, since they have some Mickey um, stuff involved with it, is kind of they kind of uh, made a deal with Disney. Like this is what this train is all about. Yeah, if I remember right, the the subway, like the main subway system, drops you off a mile, and then you get on a separate train uh-huh. that is probably I'm the sure Disney affiliated train. with Disney, yeah. Right. yeah, and that takes you and that takes you the rest of the way. Yeah, and, and they have two stops. They have one stop at the um, Tokyo Disneyland, and then Tokyo they have another Disneyland, one in yeah. you know Tokyo Disney Sea, the Park yeah. Experience, and then all yeah. the all the resorts they had. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So let, let's talk about the park itself. So you, you get in there and were there some attractions? You're like, these are the ones that we need to be sure and hit up while we're there. Well, yeah, I, I may have done uh, some research on some of the you? attractions. What? <laughs> so uh, one that uh, immediately caught my attention um, and was my personal favorite after I got on was Journey to the Center of the Earth, which is mm. themed to the uh, Jules Verne novel. Right. So... Yeah, it's. I'd say that was my favorite attraction. Was that? Oh yeah, me too. Like that is probably the coolest land I've seen, uh, oh, wow. and you can't you can't miss it. I mean, it is right in the center of the park. It. I mean, the volcano is super tall. Yeah. It's got steam blowing off. Of oh it. wow! Yeah. Um, so is it like a dark ride? Is it a thrill ride? Uh, what is it? So it's kind of a it's kind of a mix because um, if you've ever ridden Radiator Springs Racers mm-hmm. or uh-huh. Test Track. It's very similar um, storytelling method, I'd say, because it starts off, you know, a little slow moving. It, it tells a, a story of, you know, going to the center of the earth, and it's very uh, creative and also, you know, visually striking. And at the end, um, there's a thrilling section. So you go Ooh. really fast. There's, there's even a drop there. So it nice. was really a well-rounded experience for me. So really cool. That's wow. Wasn't there like a giant monster too that comes oh, out? Yeah, oh. of course. And oh. in the, in the finale, there was a, there was a massive, um, 
very impressive animatronic mm. of, of like some sort of fire uh, creature. So yeah, very cool. Um, yeah. What what other kind of attractions did you did you experience while you were there? I I know very little about Tokyo right. Disney Sea. Uh, I have to be honest. Other than I've heard some other people say that it's fantastic, mm-hmm. um, but I I know very little about it. Yeah. So in this same area, there's um that's like all things like Jules Verne. There's another attraction called Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, and mm. yeah, it's more of a of if you don't like like thrills as much, then this is just. A pure like story um, driven dark ride so you know you explore the sea and it's it's pretty good yeah it's, it's um, kind of it's kind of like the submarine ride but you had like your own individual um, yeah oh wow it's kind of interesting yeah. so you weren't all lined up in the claustrophobic yeah tube. <laughs> exactly. it's hard to get into <laughs> right yeah. right yeah um, so that, that was a cool experience and there was some other attractions so one that people in the United States might recognize is they had Indiana Jones. Um, yeah, the Indiana Jones ride. It was pretty, pretty similar to the one that is in Disneyland. Um, but then they also have some other unique experiences, such as um, I think it's I think it's called Sinbad Story Adventure. I don't I don't think we went on that one. But I've heard of that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but well, oh yeah, what they also have a unique take on. Tower of Terror, where I believe it's its own unique story. It's revolved around like an like an architect or something. It, that doesn't really matter. But the point is, you know, it's Tower of Terror. It's, right. It's Tower of Terror, it's but it's a different story. Yeah. 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 It's um, very cool. Is it Twilight Zone still, or is it completely not different to there? Twilight Zone. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 It's, own, its own story. Um, and in Indiana, uh, one thing I'd add to the Indiana Jones is that it it they basically made it to its like its own land. It's not. It's yeah. Oh, it's, okay. It's, um, it's not just the uh, the stru- the pyramid or the structure or whatever that is, but they expanded it. So yeah, I believe that whole area is like, I think, in like South America or Mexico. I'm it's, not sure. It is the Crystal Skull themed, right? Oh yeah, yeah. South yeah. America. Okay, yeah. Oh wow, so. yeah. Which I think they're looking. They, they when we went to Destination D twenty three, they're right. talking about possibly doing in. Uh, Animal Kingdom, right? Something similar to that South America type right. land. Yeah. yeah, and I guess Josh Demaro did a recent interview with um, with a with a, one of the magazines and kind of confirmed that that is it's still, still going. Works. They're moving forward with that, so I think people are getting really excited so they, that they kind of already have a blueprint in right. place. Obviously, they already have the uh, Indiana Jones Adventure attraction in Disneyland, right. but also this land at Tokyo Disney Sea to kind of build upon, right? Nice. Yeah. yeah, got it. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, every every land was amazingly impressive, super, super detailed and intricate, like Josh yeah. was saying. I, it was the most immersive I, park I've been to. Wow. Um, wow. That's cool. And, yeah. the most, and the most was this volcano and then the caldera in the middle. Right. That yeah. was just kind of blew your mind. Now, I know um, they're getting ready to open up some new spaces there. Did you happen to see any of the construction that was going on or anything? Or uh, We briefly, you know, the, the train I mentioned that goes around the resort, mm-hmm. we briefly saw some construction, but it still looked like they had a ways to go, but... Did they open it recently? Like, I think it's getting ready to open pretty oh, okay. soon. Mm-hmm. Um, the new area based around there is a new hotel. There's some new spaces mm-hmm. based on Tangled and some other um, uh, other IP as well. Right. Did you get to, and I don't know if they have them there or more at, at the Tokyo Disneyland, have any like daytime festivals or parades or anything like that? Uh, when we were there, we didn't see any, we didn't see any shows, did we? 
I don't think yeah. we saw that many, but you know, we, we don't usually do the shows, shows and parades. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you've met Josh, but he really likes rides. He's an expert. So we had, tend to hop around those most of the time. Right. Uh, yeah. Was there a challenge not speaking Japanese to be in this park? Uh, well, it was easy to like uh, navigate the park when you don't speak the language, but there was kind of a language barrier when it comes to the some of the story-driven rides, like mm-hmm. um, uh, 20,000 Leagues on the Sea, for example, sometimes it's a little confusing because, you know, the, the narrator was, like, talking to you right. in Japanese, but we didn't know. Right. So, yeah. Right. That's true. So yeah. now, now, Josh, you're a, a thrill ride aficionado more than <laughs> I think anything else. I mean, you're, you're an attractions aficionado, but especially thrill rides. Mm-hmm. How were the thrill rides there? Was it, what were there many, or was it just kind of, like, I, I know you said the one attraction was had a, a thrill into it, right? Yeah. Uh, what was that like for those who maybe appreciate a thrill ride a little bit more? So yeah, you have you have some you have some thrill rides. You have, of course, you know, during the center of the Earth. You have their take on Tower of Terror. It's the same uh, ride system with uh, drops. So if you right. you know if you like Tower of Terror, you're gonna like this one. Right. And then they also have, I believe, uh, a roller coaster in that same Indiana Jones area. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a. That was a fun ride. Yeah, it was a fun little experience. Yeah. yeah. It's I think it's called uh, Raging Spirits. So yeah. Oh cool. Nice. So. Nice. So when you're talking about it being more visual, is it just more colorful? Describe what, what your what your your senses were experiencing there. Well, yeah, so it was definitely a visual experience. Um for example, yeah, the just the volcano. The the reason why we say it's so detailed, it just looks so real. Mm. There's so much um work put into just that volcano with the rock work and like all the imperfections. Nice. You could see like where the lava, yeah, you know, oh, where right. the lava would have gone down on pieces of sides of the mountain. Um, yeah, like all every single different area, you know, told a story. It was um, just extremely immersive with you know all the all the buildings, all the all the nature. Yeah, right. Yeah, what was in the in the, in the when you showed up when you got there? What was the outside of that? It was like an Italian, yeah, Tuscan. It, yeah, it was themed to oh, Venice because mm-hmm. you know the park is Tokyo Disney Sea, so you have a bunch of different areas uh, that are surrounded by a body of water. So, oh, so yeah. the first area was was Venice, and I believe you could right. take like a Venetian gondola around. Mm, that gondola, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So very very Epcot like, in, in I mean, obviously there's no gondolas there, but kind of that feel of that you're as you're going around this lagoon or this body of water, that you're feeling like you're in a different area as you're going around it. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Every every single area of felt unique and different and, and immersive. Very cool. Wow. That's awesome. What would you say is like, okay, bottom line, this is my favorite thing that I experienced while I was at Tokyo Disney Sea? Well, I'd probably definitely say as as uh, we mentioned before, uh the the area themed to Jules Verne was definitely my favorite experience just just seeing that for the first time it right. was pretty spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, same with me. We also had an excellent potato churro. There I was going to ask I about potato I, I churro. Nice. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, did you try it? Shaped like a churro, but it was a potato. Oh, really, interesting. That's pretty good. That's oh. pretty good. A little savory. Yeah, yeah. it was savory. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Did you get to try any other food there, so or, for, or recommend for, anything? For lunch, we went to uh, the the restaurant in that area, and mm-hmm. I believe we had like some some noodle dish it was it was more like asian inspired so mm-hmm. 
was, yeah, I think we had like it was udon or right. something like udon yeah. that we had. Right. There. Yeah, it was good. I mean, nice. all, all the food in Japan is amazing. Right. Yeah. 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 So in the park, in the park included. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Very good. How would how is this park compared to like some of the parks you've experienced in the U.S.? Well, compared to the Disney park, it's, the Disney parks it's definitely up there. I'm not sure if you know it's my favorite Disney park, but I don't know. It's I'd have to. I have to like really think about, it, but I, I'd right. say that a Tokyo Disney Sea is definitely a a, a worthwhile experience. It, it's it's unlike uh, any other Disney park that is in the United States. Mm. Yeah. Nice, very cool. Yeah, it might have been my my favorite park I've been to. Really, wow. to be honest. Yeah, wow. I, maybe uh, in my you know mid forties. Now that I tend to go to right. parks and I just don't mind like sitting around and sure. just kind of feeling the vibe right. of, of each of the different lands. Um, I mean, and it's not it wasn't overly crowded. No, um, no. Nice. I, I think if you wanted to go a place that had endless amount of rides, like that, that's probably not the first mm-hmm, choice right. of all the parks yeah. that we've been to. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that was fine with me. I thought it was great. Did it feel like a Disney park? I mean, whether it was with the cast members or the storytelling or anything, did you did you really feel like yes, I'm at a Disney a park? Yeah, definitely. It was it was very uh, Disney like with the storytelling, right? It was, it was, yeah, the storytelling was like uh, none other than the cast members, of mm-hmm. course, were, were very nice. And yeah, they were, yeah. Yeah, you, you seen the cast members are nice reminding me. So we went in the summer mm-hmm. um, uh, because, of course, that's when the kids have their school break. And, right. and Japan is super hot and super muggy mm, in oh, the summer. Yeah. Um, and so, but they had some cast members that had like these big water tanks on their back. Oh, wow. And they had, you know, like the, uh, when the exterminator comes to your house, right, it has yeah. a pole that sprays yeah. the poison or whatever. Instead, they had just a water sprayer oh, wow. on those things. And they're just kind of going around kind of to, misting the, you to the crowds and misting you nice. as you walk by. It was a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> that is cool. I love it. Very good. So let's transition a little bit. Speaking of a park where maybe you do a little bit more people watching, not as much attractions, but recently we all went together uh, to Epcot and I know you all got to experience Cosmic Rewind for the first time, not yeah. once, but a couple of times. What did you think about Cosmic Rewind? Cosmic Rewind, I really liked. It was, you know, of course, a, a thrilling experience mm-hmm. with it, it being a roller coaster. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was a really fun ride. It, yeah, I did too. I mean, the 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 cars turning around as oh, you're going yeah. those high speed yeah. in the dark. It was it was a souped up Space Mountain. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. that's what I describe it as. It's, it, yeah, it was a better version of Space Mountain. Yeah. Well, I know you had done some research on that. So did that help appreciate the ride a little bit more, or did you feel like there were some spoilers that maybe deterred a little bit of your experience? Well, yeah, there was a spoiler. Uh, that I, I felt like maybe it would have been best to not know about in uh, the one of the pre-shows in that mm-hmm. run. Um, but for most part, I didn't. I think it. I, I think it didn't have much of an effect. <laughs> to be honest, is cool. that going to keep you from watching videos ahead of time, or no, you can't help uh, yourself? Uh, yeah, I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> what songs did you have? Because I know you went in a couple times. We had a uh, uh, one way or another mm-hmm. uh, by song. Blondie yeah. was our first song, and I think it was Disco Inferno. Oh, that's the song we had. It was our second it. song? Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Always yeah. fun. This is right. the song. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, uh, what else did you get to experience while you were at Epcot? I know you were there for the extended hours since we were lucky enough to stay 
At the Deluxe Villa Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to you two. Very fancy. We appreciate that. Uh, in the extended hours, we we didn't focus really much on the, the food and uh, just walking around and appreciating things because I believe the many of the food places are, are closed during that mm-hmm. time. So we we checked out something that we haven't before, which is uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a that was a pretty good ride. It was I appreciated the um, like kind of the 4D effects. Right. Like it's you don't usually see that in a Disney ride. So and the, right. the trackless system, so you kind of uh, have an idea. Yeah. Don't, don't know necessarily which way direction you're going. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Trackless ride system is always fun. Yeah. 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 Definitely bringing in the technology. Mm-hmm. Right. Any other attractions at Epcot that you got to hit up that you really appreciate? And I know there's not as many as some other parks, but yeah. Uh, well, the other attraction we experienced uh, was Test Track, and it was it was it was pretty good. It was interesting seeing the, you know, the first of that that system and how it really took off with Radio Springs Racers and mm-hmm. and Journey to the Center of the Earth. And it was right. it was fast, right? And it went sixty miles per hour. Yeah, that, that's, yeah that's, sixty-five that's, miles per hour. That's right. still yeah. the fastest attraction. Disney theme park, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that. Yeah, that's, that surprised me. I didn't yeah. think it would, it would get that. Yeah, get it, was, that quick. it was quite fast. Yeah. Uh, um, and and then the the second time we went on the Guardians ride, we we didn't have um, the virtual queue, uh-huh. but um, it still worked out because we just we went up to because uh, it was pretty empty in those extended right. hours. Right. Right. Yeah. It felt it was like, really nice. Right. It felt like we have a whole park to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I I went up to the cast member and said, Hey, is there any way we can get on? And he was really nice and said yep i'll add you to the virtual queue and we got on in about 15 or 20 minutes after that nice yeah. it, it never hurts to ask all they right. do is that's tell you no yeah. 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 yeah yeah exactly so that's great i'm glad you guys got to go on a second time because i know that was a big part of uh getting to epcot was getting to experience that attraction right yeah, yeah. for sure that's cool. That's cool. So, but that's not the only park you visited already. I know you've got some more still yeah. here, but you visited a couple other parks since then. So you went the next day to Universal Islands of Adventure, correct? Yeah, that was, that was a park I was really anticipating because I I've never went there and I, mm-hmm. I I heard great things about it. So, yeah, I had a, a great time just you know experiencing all the all the attractions such as uh, Hagrid's uh, motorbike adventure, which Right. Which was definitely a, a really fun like family family oriented coaster. Mm-hmm. That was you say it's family, but it was fast. Like, I would, <laughs> yeah. I'd be scared like, if I yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, that's true. yeah. But, <laughs> yeah there there is also just I, I felt like the uh, the the lands themselves uh, shouldn't be ignored because you of course have the the Harry Potter themed um, area themed to Hogsmeade. I thought that was really well detailed. You, mm-hmm. And you also had like some other areas, uh, all all themed around, you know, different brands and uh, not brands, but different um, movie franchises mm-hmm. or, or like, even like they had a Dr. Seuss area I believe, for like for children. Yeah, yeah, the Dr. Seuss area was cool. I mean, it especially brought me back to reading all the Dr. Seuss books to oh, the kids. Oh yeah, right, and right. They, they, did a, they did a pretty good job at the sort of kids area theme. Yeah. Especially at this time of year where they're starting to bring out the holiday stuff. So the Grinch is starting to make his appearance yeah, and everything out there. There, there was a three hour wait to see the I Grinch. I can imagine. Oh, yeah. 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 Which imagine. is a long wait to see a grumpy, no, I'm not gonna a grumpy green person. <laughs> I, yeah. It could be 40 minutes. I'd be like, yeah, you know, I got better things to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we were, there was a Jurassic World section that was also pretty well themed. And they had a, oh, wow. there, there was a, a big 
a big person's roller coaster. That was a scary, frightening roller coaster. The Velocicoaster, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, How was that? Yeah, the Velocicoaster was even pretty intense for me. It was. (laughs) Wow, that says a lot right there. It does. Yeah, it was, you know, extremely fast. It it went upside down all sorts of places. It was, you know, probably actually one of my favorite roller coasters of all time. Oh, and you don't have the over shoulders on that no, one, it's right? No, it's just a lap bar. So I remember my parents like being scared that they're going to fall out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared, and I'm not even riding yeah. it. I'm I know. Like, I'm going to say fall your out. parents in it. You're not going on. Ninety other percent of the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the difference. We want the shoulder thing, but, he, but he's <laughs> right. like, no, no. the experience. Yeah, I just hold on to a strap. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So is that your favorite coaster you've experienced so far? Yeah, I definitely say so, yeah. Yeah. So with your exploration of coasters, are you like trying to achieve something like uh, 50 coasters or 100 coasters within the United States or around the world? Are you journaling any of this? Uh, no, not really. I'm just, you know, looking for the next uh, uh-huh. exciting, thrilling attraction. I, I believe so far I have around... Around like fifty roller coasters I've ridden. Nice. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but but it's so fun to be here. Well, it's fun to be here with you two for sure. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We yeah, know it's all about the theme parks. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. I understand. Thank goodness um, we moved to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's a win-win. Right. Uh, there's so so many options, but yeah. but but that said, uh, Monday when we were hanging out with all of us in Epcot um, yeah. and uh, and with Aunt Patty um, right. and. It, it also is just nice to do, you know, mellow, yeah. mm-hmm. right. just walk just around, hanging out together. especially the country. Epcot, checking yeah. out all the pavilions. Yeah. Yeah. I think we ate something at every single country. Yeah. You yeah. guys were, it was um, great. You guys were collecting every, something at everything. Every yeah. Place. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, another place. Now everybody knows about Disney here in Orlando. Everybody knows about Universal here in Orlando, but maybe a little goes by the wayside a little bit is SeaWorld, but you guys were recently there as well. A lot of thrill rides at SeaWorld people may not know about. What did you think about the uh, roller coasters and the thrill rides at SeaWorld? So, yeah, if, if you're a fan of thrills and you happen to be in Orlando, um, SeaWorld is definitely a place to check out because they have a lot of high-quality roller coasters, I'd say. Um, there's there's plenty. Like my, I'd say my favorite was it's called a Mako. It's like it's 200 feet tall. It's it, but it's not as scary as it sounds. It's actually a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was like surprisingly pleasant. Really? Yeah, it, it kind of felt very smooth. So it felt like you're you're flying. Oh. And it goes over a lake. And oh, I wow. mean, not like pleasant, like right. feeding pigeons in the park. But it was, <laughs> yeah. So what's the ride system like? I mean, since you said you're feeling like you're flying, are you in a normal uh, like vehicle or are you like attached to something? Like I know there's some where you're kind of dangling, like where you feel like you're mm-hmm. flying, essentially. Yeah, well, Mako itself was a pretty simple uh, vehicle, but another coaster they had there was called Manta, and that's that's actually uh, the, the model is called a flying coaster because it's almost as if your seat, like if you're in a seated position but you're tilted. Nine degrees, so you're facing the ground. So the entire oh, time, oh my so the entire God. time you could, Michelle, you know, we got a ride for you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the entire time you could just stick your arms, you know, forward and you know feel like you're flying. It's oh my gosh! Wow, that's fun. How does it compare? How does SeaWorld compare to some of the other parks you've been to here and in, in, in other spaces? Yeah. So as an amusement park, I'd say SeaWorld is uh, pretty high up there. There's not not a single coaster that I went on that 
I felt like was mediocre. So oh wow, yeah, it's just really up. Now nice. you've gone to SeaWorld in San Diego, right? Yeah. How do they compare with the? How does the Orlando one compare, for example, to that one? Yeah. So the difference was interesting because there was a there was a difference between you know animals and thrill rides because both had both had roller coasters. Right. I feel like Orlando had a, more of a focus on roller coasters and San Diego was focused on more more animal exhibits, right? Yeah, I think so. They they both had like the huge stadium shows mm-hmm. for animals, the right. dolphin show and the um, sea lion and otter right. and, uh, mm-hmm. and orcas and so on. But there's more sort of casual places to see animals mm. in the San Diego Sea World right. than yeah. in the Orlando one. Yeah. But, very cool. cool. And so you're yet, you still have, I think tomorrow you guys are going to Bush Gardens. Is that right over in Tampa? Or Saturday, yeah. Or Saturday. Yeah, so, yeah, so two, two days from, from now, we're, we're going to check out uh, Bush Gardens, and that should be another destination for, for thrill rides. So yeah. I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah. 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 I know you've researched it. What, what are you looking forward to in particular? Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> so, yeah, this this uh, one roller coaster I'm really excited about. It could actually be a Velocity coaster. Uh, it's called Iron Gwazi. So it's just another really fast paced, really intense, um, pretty tall uh, roller coaster. Yeah. You said there's like eight or nine roller coasters. Yeah, there, right? eight or nine. It, well. It's more than Sea World. How does it compare? Like, I, I'm I'm sure you've been to Six Flags Magic Mountain, right? How yes. does it compare? Because I know that's a thrill ride park as well what do you think uh, what as if you're looking not having actually experienced it yet how do you think they compare with one another so i'd say well magic mountain has you know the most roller coasters in the world but i you know some of them aren't aren't so good so i'd say uh bush garden's channel might be better with a quality mm. um oh, okay yeah you know, better than you know quantity so yeah and, and i think We'll probably invest more in the experience, in the aesthetics, right. and the mm-hmm. ambiance than Six Flags does a really good job at roller right. coasters. Right. Yeah. 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 So, cool. and, and I know my question is because I'm not a big fan of roller coasters. I wish I did. I wish I loved them. But what is it the draw for you? What is it that you're looking for? Or, or what? how do you classify something as not mediocre that goes above and beyond? What is that that element of that roller coaster for you? Well, I'd say the the two biggest things are uh, one, of course, you know, thrills. You know, it has to, it has to be a really well paced, really, mm-hmm. you know, kind of rapid fire for me. Um, but then I, I'd say the other factor is comfortability because you know sometimes you get in a really thrilling uh, a, a, like roller coaster, but right. like you know maybe the the restraint is like like hitting you in the gut or something, right, so it's yeah. not a, as pleasant of an experience. Does storytelling come into to that, or is it still just the feel of of what you're experiencing that is the highlight? Well, I well it depends if you know what type of ride it is. So if I'm going to like a maybe a Disney park or, mm-hmm. or Universal park, I'll, I'll take like a theming and story you know into into account for right. how I rate the experience. But you know when I'm at a different park, I, I kind of just see you know. Yeah, as a roller coaster. So right, yeah. right. Have you been scared on any roller coasters? Uh, not recently, but <laughs> I think the the last one was probably uh, there's this roller coaster at Magic Mountain called X Two, and 
the only reason I'm scared is it uh, because I'm afraid it's going to hurt me because it's kind of rough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. I think the last thing he was scared on was it's a small world because man, those dolls sometimes. Chris, same top, same qu- kind of questions for you. What do you look for in a, in a coaster ride and what things make it over the top for you as a, as a better experience? Yeah. I, um, I mean, the biggest reason I enjoy doing it is mm-hmm. it gives me an excuse to hang out with, with Josh mm-hmm. and kind of see it through his sure. eyes. But, um, I guess like the unexpected elements that, uh-huh. that always is the most fun for me oh, when yeah. something, some twist or turn happens. And right. Like, oh, where did that come from? Um, yeah. Makes makes it fun. But I, I agree, with Josh. That the to me a, a big factor is is it comfortable? Is right. If I, if I walk out and I'm like in pain because I'm banging my head around. Right. Right. Um, then it's definitely not as fun. Yeah. Do either of you come out ever feeling queasy or anything like that? I mean, on this ride yesterday, I felt like there was a 300-pound man just <laughs> sitting on my chest when one uh, one of those turtles... Which one was that one? <laughs> it was Manta. So, uh-huh. yeah, it's it's common for uh, the, the model I mentioned, the flying coasters to have this this one element where it kind of just dives all the way to the ground. And, oh, wow. You know, it's, it's pretty intense. The G-force yeah. is crazy, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Wow, wow. Uh, I think we have some new correspondence whenever there's a new thrill ride that opens right. up to make sure we we know the thrill ride aficionados between josh and chris here we'll be sure and have to bring them yeah, on in the future and, and talk all about the the new attractions maybe when they hit up some new stuff as they open up in california especially yeah yeah exactly very cool well guys thanks so much for sharing your experience with us i mean we're so happy to have you here for so many reasons but we appreciate you coming on the show and telling us all about your theme park experiences as well yeah, and I have one more question before, oh. before we. I'm sorry. When you were were, and I guess this mainly goes to Japan. Mm-hmm. Is there any of those uh, attractions that you feel like, gosh, I really wish they were either in California or Florida? That you like, gosh. Uh, I'd say, I'd say definitely just. You know, this might be cheating, but just Journey to Center Earth because that's my uh-huh. favorite. So yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I would say the same. That was definitely yeah. that was definitely yeah. the that was it, highlight. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Um, Sounds like it. Sounds yeah. like that was yeah. the, the peak experience. Because that's kind that. of what our next series is going to be, is looking at some of the worldwide Disney parks and what did they have that we wish were here. So mm-hmm. just wanted to... Too so much of, stuff. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. Hello. I Hello, I know. World of Frozen. I Hello. <laughs> so. and, and, and I guess maybe the thing I, I also like to see in more parks is... Um, at the Tokyo Disney Sea, they the the food was way different from land to land. Oh, okay. Um, so they definitely themed all really of the themed food, it. depending yeah. on where you were. So the variety I thought was nice. was more than some of the other parks. Right. Yeah. So, anyways. I guess you're going to have to thank again. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. It's all right. I know how it's going. Well, and we need to thank them a lot. Yeah, that's right. It's Thanksgiving. We have to give lots of thanks. Exactly. Thanks, Thanks, guys. We really appreciate you coming on the show and talking with us all about this. And now we're, I mean, not that we weren't excited to go see Tokyo Disney Sea, but we're very excited. And maybe we need to, you know, think about checking out some of these theme parks locally a little bit more as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Although I don't think we're getting on some of those coasters. (laughs) I can guarantee that. But we'll watch and and wave. Yeah. (laughs) You you can read a book and watch it. That's right. There they go. But yeah, and we definitely look forward to having you all back again sometime. I'm sure there's going to be uh, some topic down the road that we can feel like you might be uh, good candidates to discuss and give some great insight. Yeah. Yeah. 
we'll, we'll be happy to talk about everything from thrill rides to other just experiences. Cool. Yeah. They are our thrill ride correspondents, Chris and Josh. Yes. Thanks you very much, guys. Really appreciate you coming back on the High Period Adventures podcast. Thank you. Great to be here. Thanks for Josh and Chris for coming in here and telling us all about Disney Sea, Tokyo Disney Sea, as well as the other uh, different parks that they were able to experience during this time. I, I can tell you that since we're, I'm recording this a couple days later, they did just get back from visiting Bush Gardens and they said they had a fantastic time there. Lots of great thrill rides, which they really enjoyed. Uh, they did a kind of a tour, a roller coaster tour that I believe they said took them uh, to three different roller coasters. They got to, uh, a guy that took them through, kind of explained how it worked, um, what were the kind of the behind the scenes of the coasters. And then they were able to, with that got tour, go ahead and go right to the front of the line and get on those attractions. So pretty cool. Um, but they said they had a great time. I think that I heard Josh ranked it as he thought Universal was his favorite park. Makes sense. Uh, because of uh, the fact of all of the roller coasters that are there, followed by getting to visit Epcot, then Busch Gardens, and then it sounded like, he, although he enjoyed SeaWorld, SeaWorld kind of ranked fourth in that group. But great time. I think they are going to be our thrill ride correspondents, so as more things open up, as they get the chance to uh, experience more things, we will be bringing both Josh and Chris on in the future. Now, before we get to the main stories of the week, I'm going to bring Michelle here to talk about our great friend, Nate with Main Street and more travel. Because let's face it, we all have trips we're thinking about taking in the very near future. Well, if you do, whether it be to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, or anywhere in the world beyond, let me tell you, Nate is the certified Disney vacation planner that you are going to want to get in contact with. Oh my gosh, for sure. You know, as we, you know, mention all the time, he really has firsthand knowledge of things so he can really help you plan, customize a, a trip that is going to be the best for you, answer your questions. It's really concierge level planning that doesn't cost you anything. High end. It is high end stuff that he will help you out with answer all your questions. He is there for you to make sure your trip, wherever it may be, be the best it possibly can be. And as Michelle mentioned, no extra cost to you. That's because either Disney or whatever other travel branch that he works through pays him for you. Your What you end up paying is exactly what you pay. If you did all that work yourself, only you can save that time and just relax and enjoy and let him set it all up for you. Right. And you know what? He may even be able to save you some money from you doing it alone because he is on top of all the deals and steals that are out there. Yeah. And there's never a guarantee, but let me tell you, if there's a discount out there, Nate will find it for you. So what you got to do is go to distripsandmore.com, fill out the form there and just contact him, talk to him, tell him what you want to do and let him get to work for you. Right. So as Tom mentioned, once you fill out that form, Nate will be back in touch with you to start that planning, but be sure to tell him that Tom and Michelle sent you. Yeah. Again, that's Nate with Main Street and more travel. All right, let's go ahead and get to our Disney stories of the week. And I, like I said, it was a kind of a quiet week for Disney. Understandable. It's a holiday week. 
It probably had had a lot of other things going on, but I did get a couple quick things that I want to bring up here. And I'm going to start with, we may know a little bit more about why there could be a fourth Frozen film. We already knew that they had announced that there was going to be a third Frozen film. And then Bob Iger came on recently and said, oh, you know what? There may be a fourth. And that, you know, uh, hashtag real men love frozen was exciting to me. Well, this interesting story came out. This was from, of all places, gamesradar.com, who had the chance to sit down with Jennifer Lee, who, of course, is the screenwriter and co director for the frozen films, as well as the head of Disney Animation. And in her interview, she said, quote, we're really excited about where they're going, talking about, of course, the Frozen cast. And we just have a lot of story to tell with that direction we're going in. So I think in my head, there may be enough for two in that story. But I'm really, really loving working on this team and where we're, they're going, end quote. So it looks like they feel like their story maybe is there's enough to it that it just can't be fit into one film that maybe they're going to do the Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame thing, or um, the Deathly Hallows. If you if you're a Harry Potter fan, where they split it up into two films because they feel like they're just too much story to try and cram into one two hour movie or however long they're going to make them. So they're going to go ahead and make this possibly into two movies, and that's exciting. I I. I I, I kind of don't like be left hanging on films, but it's happened many, many times. You know, I'm a big Star Wars fan. Empire Strikes Back had a lot of cliffhangers at the end. I loved it all, you know. So uh, I'm interesting to see what happens with this story. And I think it's going to be, hey, I, you know me, more Frozen content I have very little problem with. So I'm excited to see where this ends up, whether it be just a third movie or whether it be a third and fourth. Uh, more Anna, Elsa, Olaf, Kristoff, Sven, I'm all over it. Sounds great to me. So uh, moving on to our next story, the creator of some of our favorite Star Wars content, I was just talking about Star Wars, reportedly has a new role. This came from VanityFair.com. They said Dave Filoni has a new mission in the Star Wars universe. The writer, producer, director, who started out working alongside George Lucas on the animated Clone Wars show nearly two decades ago, has ascended to a new position at Lucasfilm, one that will give him input into all the galactic storytelling going forward. This came from Filoni himself. He told Vanity Fair, quote, now I'm what's called chief creative officer at Lucasfilm, end quote, which places him into the development process much earlier and in a much more expansive capacity than his previous advisory duties. Back to uh, Filoni here, he said, quote, in the past, in a lot of projects I would be brought into, I would see it after it had already been developed a good ways, end quote. So this is going to place him more in discussions with a lot of the filmmakers, a lot of the series creators to kind of, you know, maybe guide them in how what George did for him when he was kind of being mentored by George Lucas. And now he looks like he's going to stand, step in kind of that same role uh, for some of these new people that are creating Star Wars content. Uh, the story went on to say Filoni will now work more directly with Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy and alongside Carrie Beck, a veteran producer turned head of development to originate and shepherd the next generation of Star Wars shows and movies. 
Uh, more from Filoni says, quote, I'm not telling people what to do, but I do feel I'm trying to help them tell the best story that they want to tell. I need to be a help across the galaxy here, like a part of the Jedi Council almost, end quote. He described his responsibilities as understanding the intent of the filmmakers and being a resource to them based on the mentorship under Lucas himself. That's what I was just talking about. And his years spent steering the Clone Wars, Rebels, and Ahsoka, Quote, literally hours now of Star Wars telling ter- storytelling I have done, he said. Then he, he, he paused and said, see, I even phrased that like Yoda, end quote. So um, really fun. Um, I, I, I like Filoni stuff. I know there's been some questions on some of the newer stuff that's come out. Some Star Wars fans aren't huge fans of it. I like all of it um, to different degrees. Some I've liked more than others, but there hasn't been a complete miss out of any of the more recent Star Wars content to me. But I like that they're going to kind of have this point person that, you know, works so closely with George that kind of knows the the universe uh, really in, in in an in-depth way to kind of bounce things off of. Not that they weren't doing that before, but now he can kind of be there to help guide some of these filmmakers uh, into what they're creating in the future. And I think that's perfect. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip on your next vacation. Normally, we would start with Michelle because you know she has the best tips. But you're just going to have to deal with mine this week. Uh, My tip for this week is, look, we just had a wonderful time with family. And what we talked about earlier with Josh and Chris was, and especially Chris mentioned this, uh, how wonderful it is to go see these roller coasters, these thrill rides, even if he's not as huge a thrill ride aficionado as Josh is, but to be able to see them through his eyes and kind of enjoy that and take that in. But Josh and his brother, Zach, are getting older and they're getting ready to kind of, you know, in the next several years, head off uh, to school, become adults. And, you know, that time can be fleeting for you. So my tip this week is just spend as much time with you as you can with your family doing wonderful things like going to theme parks, seeing these attractions through their eyes, um, showing them a little bit of what you love about the theme parks as well. I think that's kind of what all these theme parks, especially Disney, is all about, making those memories that you can always carry with you uh, for the rest of your life. And so, you know, when you get that opportunity, don't miss on I know it can be kind of expensive and it can be tough to figure out how to do that and get everybody together, especially as they're getting a little older, some of the young ones are. Um, But it's worth it to try and kind of come to it and find the best way uh, to make these trips happen because that's what Disney wants. That's what you should want. I, I, I really feel like that is what makes Disney parks and all the theme parks on the best can be the memories that you make there with your family that you can carry on with you forever. So that's my tip this week. That's it for this week's show. Next week, Michelle will be back with us. I have a feeling that she'll be just fine next week. Hopefully so within the next couple of days. And it's good news because, you know, she has the best lists. Well, next week we're now into the holiday season So we're going to focus on some of the holiday songs that Disney has put out. Yep, we're going to get back with another five favorite list, our five favorite Disney holiday songs. And of course, we love your input. Please chime in with whatever Disney songs are your favorite. It could be just one song. It could be five songs. It could be on Hyperion Adventures podcast list of, you know, 5A, 5B, 5D, whatever you want. 
We just want you to be a part of that show. As for this week's show, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We're on Twitter. Yes, Michelle, we call it X. At Hyperion Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we are on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. So that's it. Michelle will be back next week. But thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. She's Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.